This is the Relish Podcast with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations. Food for all occasions. Kate Stevenson here and this, of course, is the podcast version of Relish, a show that airs each Saturday morning on Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. This week, he must be one of Melbourne's hardest working blokes. Shane Delia has decided that when he's not running one of his restaurants or building his food delivery empire, he might turn his hand to another TV show. I'll speak to him about his new SBS venture, A Middle East Feast. Plus, it's been a while, but I'll pose five questions to a food lover. The subject this week, Herald Sun food critic Cara Irving, so she should have some tips for us for sure. And of course, there'll be plenty of food news and dining tips from me this week in food. All that coming up thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Check them out, diamondcelebrations.com.au on Easy Music 3MP. At Easy Music 3MP, you can relax with all your favourites. At last. Favorites. Why don't you come to your senses? Thirteen seventy seven AM and stereo DAB. Melbourne's Easy Music 3MP. You're listening to Relish, and as if he wasn't busy enough already, Shane Delia is back with another TV show, A Middle East Feast, on SBS Food. Sticking to what he does best, he'll be leading us on a flavourful journey through Middle Eastern dishes from Turkey to Oman, Israel to Lebanon and more. He joins me now and Shane, given we're not going to be able to visit these places anytime soon, how much can food teach us about a culture? How good is it that, like, I mean, it's bad that we can't travel, but this show is going to rate the roof down. Like, it's going to go crazy. It's going to be people's only way to connect. Um, uh, take uh, it. Here's hoping. Um, oh, look, I think food at the moment is, like, I mean, food's always been a big part of the world, right, especially being a Melbourneian. Um, mm. But I think it's more important than ever because it's it offers people, you know, a bit of escapism, um, a connection. Um, it, it helps create you know, new memories for journeys that you've yet to travel and, and, and a connection with things that you've had in the past. So oh, so beautiful with words. People th- think and talk about Middle Eastern as a cuisine, but how much does the food differ from sort of country to country in that region? You know, it's an interesting one, Kate. I mean, I, I think about when people put that blanket of Middle East, Middle Eastern food over, you know, a cuisine and it, and it it's it, it encompasses. I suppose it's so much when you talk, even you talk about Asian food. Yeah. Well, do you, when you talk about Asian food, do you talk about is Japanese Asian food or is Japanese so strong it's on its own? You know, is is Thai food Asian food too? Is Chinese food like I mean, it's so diverse. It's so hard to put a blanket over these cuisines by region. In Australia, what we're really good at doing is putting an, an Australianism on everything. And I think Middle Eastern Australian food is a probably, a, or, or you know, Aussie Middle Eastern food is a great way to sort of brand it because it encompasses everything from like Turkey, which isn't the Middle East, um, you know, North Africa, which isn't the Middle East, you know, Morocco and yeah. you know Tunisia and all that, all the way up into like Andalusia and the south of Spain, which has Middle Eastern heritage, and even into my part of the world in Malta, which has a Middle Eastern heart. What we're so good about doing here is breaking down all those barriers and putting it all in one big pot, stirring it up and calling it our own. So. Um, I think that's what sort of the new show does. It really gives people a chance to say, hey, yes, there's this whole DNA behind Middle Eastern food and it can be so different, 
But in Australia, who gives a shit? And we, let's just make it our, let's make it our special, or make it ours. <laughs> and I'm assuming, given you can't travel to film, you know, it's hard to go meet people from those countries. Are you bringing in local experts? Yeah, I, I, and what's been really good about Middle East Feast is that, like, there was a lot of trust put in me. You know, the producers came and yeah. said, "Hey, why don't we just bring in some of your mates?" And I'm like, "Oh, like my chefy mates, like the guys that are on TV." And they're like, "No, no, not the guys that are on TV, not the superstars. We want the real, your real, real mates, the guys you have, have a real laugh with." So. I did, you know, and I brought in my mate who owns the local little kebab shop that used to be a fish and chip shop, and I brought in, you know, mates of mine that got a little bakery and other guys that have got restaurants that are local heroes and people that are home cooks and little coffee shop operators and just guys that are artisans and what they do but don't get any acknowledgement. Yeah, and who know it really well. Hey, there's plenty to catch up on with you. Will you stick around for a bit more of a chat? Always. Wonderful. Keep listening. Plenty more to come with Shane Delia, restaurateur, founder of Provador and host of a Middle East feast on SBS Food on Easy Music 3MP. Relish with Kate Stevenson for diamond celebrations, food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish with Kate Stevenson and I'm chatting with Shane Delia, owner of restaurants including Mahar and Mahar East, founder of food delivery service Provador and host of the brand new SBS food program, A Middle East Feast. Shane, needless to say, it has been a horror year and a half really for hospitality. How are your restaurants faring? Uh, look, Kate, I mean, I'm, you, you know, you've know, you known me for a long time. I, I try to be an optimist um, and I believe that this is just another challenge that hospitality will face um, and find a way to, to, to flourish from. I mean, um, it's been really hard, you know, mm-hmm. I won't lie. I mean, um, if I hadn't had the strength of a family and friends who are constantly around you and surrounding you and smothering you in positivity that I, I would have easily slipped away. And I think my businesses right now have been in a really bad space. Don't get me wrong, they're, they're not flying yeah. and financially they're not in a good way, but at least we're positive. You know, I, I'm trying not to get caught up in the, in the, in the news. I try not to watch it. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. Um, I've always been a really strong believer in controlling the controllables and what I can control are my people um, and how we feel and our culture um, and try to keep the positivity really high and our creativity, you know, like, it's a great chance for us to just dig into what we do best and create great experiences and keep cooking brilliant food. And, and hopefully that'll be enough to bring people back and, um, you know, bring back the pulse into Melbourne. One of the success stories of last year was Provador. <clears throat> it, does it rely on lockdowns to succeed now? Did people keep ordering? Because I know mates of mine who, you know, went down to Mornington for a long weekend and went, we're not cooking. So they ordered Provador and got it sent yeah. down there. Is it, has it sort of kept going? A hundred percent. I mean, look, there's no doubt there's nothing better for an online business than a global pandemic. Um, but um, I think online retail has, you know, increased in most areas 500 to a thousand percent. I mean, it's ridiculous, but no, it's not a, it's not a flash in the pan. I mean, we've really cracked open um, the egg and now you get to see what's inside, right? Like probably was growing every day. I mean, even post pandemic or post lockdown um, before this or pre this last lockdown, it was growing um, at a great rate. And what it's done is give, it gives restaurants now, an opportunity to connect with their yeah. customers and customers they didn't even know they had through a really meaningful way because you're doing it in their own home. It's it's empowering people to get in the kitchen to get kitchen again. It's empowering people to try. Look, who's going to go at home and try to make that those dumplings from you know super normal? Yeah. I mean, you have to make the sauce, buy all the ingredients. It's a whole day's effort to make one dish. Where you, now you can be that rock star, cook the whole super normal banquet within 15 minutes and have it as just as good as it is in the restaurant. It's it gives good experiences at home, but also gives restaurateurs another stream of revenue. 
but it gives you the opportunity to be the entertainer you want to be without having to slag it out in the kitchen for three or four days. I believe in it. I believe in it as, 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 as the future of in-home dining. Shane D'Elia, as always, you are a delight to speak to and an inspiration to the rest of us. Congratulations. We will all be tuning in to SBS Food this Thursday, the 24th of June at 8pm for the first episode of A Middle East Feast. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Shane D'Elia, one of the hardest working individuals in Melbourne. Stick around. Plenty more to come. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel. Thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Find out more, diamondcelebrations.com.au. On Easy Music, 3MP. For lovers of easy music, it all adds up with 3MP and crystal clear stereo right across Melbourne. There to make a better, clearer sound for you to enjoy your easy music favourites. Upgrade your radio to DAB Plus and change the way you listen to Easy Music 3MP. Find out more at 3MP.com.au. Easy Music 3MP, you're listening to Relish. And it's been far too long since I've done this. Checking in with a Melbourneian well known for their knack at tracking down a great meal and posing five questions for our food lover. So our next guest has been reviewing restaurants for the last few years and she is now the food critic and food and drinks writer for the Herald Sun. She is Cara Irving. Cara, what a gig. I know, super exciting. I'm so stoked and really excited to get out there and uh, get eating. All right, so I think you know how this works. It can be pretty rushed, so I'll get into it. Should we do the first question? Let's do it. What is the one type of food or, or the dish that you have to order if you see it on a menu? Oh, Kate, I'm a bit of a sucker for seafood. I feel like if I see prawns or sashimi or scallops on a menu, that's that's it. It's non-negotiable. I'm getting it. All right, beautiful. All right, so you go out, you have all these fabulous dishes. What's the one dish you order to forget that you're a food reviewer? Uh, I, I'm pretty basic sometimes when I'm not on the job, and I think that when I'm at the pub, I'll order a nice um pot of beer and then I'll have some hot chips as well. Um, All right. Uh, (laughs) Tough ask because I think you do like um, getting around and about Victoria. Can you pick a favourite regional destination? I reckon I'm uh, a little bit biased with this one, but Ballarat is uh, one of my favourite regional Victorian destinations. I used to live and work in Ballarat and I did meet my husband in Ballarat as well. So it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal town. It's a, there's so much happening. And every time I go back, there's a new restaurant or cafe popping up and there's so many great places. I I can't even begin to name them all, but I'd highly recommend putting that on your top of your list to, uh, get back out there and um yeah enjoy regional big and I assume lots of good pubs in Ballarat too yeah oh I can't even begin to start with the pubs I mean <laughs> there's so many good ones I feel like there's a pub on every corner so we should have just done these five questions just... for a Ballarat lover <laughs> oh yeah maybe we should do that that's a good one do that next time Kate <laughs> um, all right now I know you're very knowledgeable when it comes to wine what do you think is the best food wine I know it's like choosing a child here, but I do have a few favourites. Um, I am partial to champagne. Spreesling's always a, a good all-rounder. Um, but when we're talking about reds, I could even do something like a Sangiovese or a Nero to Avila, some great Italian grape varieties. They go really well with food. There's a lot of natural um, acidity in these wines. It will just it pairs perfectly with any dish. Beautiful. And I know you eat out a lot. Do you cook? What would be your showstopper dish? 
showstopper dish would have to be my pan fried burnt butter and sage gnocchi oh. i don't do it often because it does take a long time to make i i did use this dish to win over my husband and he ended up having to help out for a couple of hours just rolling <laughs> gnocchi and, and boiling it and pan frying it and it, it is quite a, um, an involved process but uh, i've had no complaints all right sounds fun cara thank you congratulations i adore reading your reviews so please keep all those tips coming. Cara Irving, food critic and food and drinks writer for the Herald Sun. Thank you, Cara. Thanks so much, Kate. Don't go away. Speaking of tips, I'll have some for you next in This Week in Food. You're listening to Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Find out more at diamondcelebrations.com.au on Easy Music 3MP. Relish with Kate Stevenson for Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Easy Music 3MP, this is Relish and it's that time to share some food news and dining tips this week in food. Well, when one door closes, another opens and that's certainly the case with Jeff Lindsay's iconic Vietnamese eatery Dandelion in Elwood. Lindsay has called it a day after 10 years, but he's sold to Rosalind and Oliver Vernick of Curly Whiskers in Brighton. And French restaurant Curly Whiskers will stay where it is, but in Elwood, Anchor will open, serving up modern Australian food with Mediterranean influences in some great news for Bayside locals. In Paran, a stunning wisteria garden has opened at the Smith with lush purple flowers hanging from the ceiling and special events to celebrate the fact, including a bottomless supper club each Thursday with an hour and a half of wine, bubbles, spritz and cheese, plus dessert for dinner nights and also Donut King Bistro Morgan's dessert takeover all winter long. Check it all out, thesmithparan.com.au. And finally, a couple from me. I managed to check out two venues over the long weekend that I'd been dying to try. The first, Poodle Bar and Bistro, is all class from the moment you enter with a stunning, moody interior. It's all dark walls and leather booths. Uh, The menu ranges from quirky little snacks like pizza-shaped flavoured fried mushrooms or spanner crab and taramasalata crumpets to mains like baked Parisian gnocchi, fioretto, taleggio and hazelnuts. It really is just a lovely space to be in with great food and spot-on service and top marks too to the hardware club on melbourne's ever popular hardware lane there's just something special about this joint it's far from fancy it's a laid-back eatery with an 80s vibe and terrific italian food standouts were the roasted bone marrow on thick soft toast with salsa verde or yum the bataga dip with charred sweet peppers and the pasta special, which I had on the night, slow-cooked octopus rigatoni with crispy breadcrumbs. It just all comes together here, including lovely, friendly service from the young team. And that's it for me this week. Thank you for joining me on Relish, celebrating the best in food, wine and travel, thanks to Diamond Celebrations, food for all occasions. Listen in next Saturday at 8am or look out for the next podcast at 3mp.com.au. Easy music. 3MP.